Our gospel lesson today comes from the 21st chapter of Matthew. Hear these words. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave two disciples a task. He said to them, go into the village over there. As soon as you enter, you will find a donkey tied up and a colt with it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anybody says anything to you, say that the Lord needs it. He sent them off right away. Now this happened to fulfill what the prophet said. Say to daughter Zion, look, your king is coming to you humble and riding on a donkey. And on a colt, the donkey's offspring. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them. Then he sat on them. Now a large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others cut palm branches off the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds in front of him and behind him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Who is this, they asked. The crowds answered, it's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Y'all, this is strange. Let's just acknowledge that from the outset. Today is the day where we usually follow the children in, waving palm branches high and singing Hosanna. It's the one time where white Methodists will raise their hands in the air in worship. And instead, you're sitting in your living room. And so am I. Palm Sunday, in and of itself, is strange. For Palm Sunday is like a pending job offer the week before the pandemic strikes. It is like a party for someone five days before their funeral. We celebrate and reenact Palm Sunday, but it is chock full of symbolism that is not just about a new king riding into town. What we experience on Palm Sunday is that in the midst of death, there is life. In the midst of death, there is life. Babies are being born during this pandemic. Some of your loved ones are expecting babies right now. People are going to graduate after years of hard work. Birthdays and anniversaries will happen. Others will retire just as they were planning to. In the midst of death and a pandemic, there is life. This is partially what Palm Sunday reminds me of today. There is not only bad news. Now, I'm not sugarcoating how serious this pandemic is, how it is going to alter our lives for other and forever, and how it is indeed taking innocent lives. Yet... Life still happens. The baby's born, the graduations, the birthdays and anniversaries, while they feel strange in this current day, they are also things that we cling to as signs of life. 
We know where this gospel story from Matthew is headed. We are aware that this road that is covered today in cloaks of praise and palm branches laid is the road to crucifixion. But this road doesn't just go straight to the cross. For it is not a solemn journey on Palm Sunday. Instead, this is the festival march to Jerusalem, joining the pilgrims on their way to the holy city to celebrate Passover. And they are singing God's praises with this prophet king riding in, life in the midst of death. We are aware that the way that Jesus rides into town is both interesting and symbolic. Jesus tells two disciples where to find a donkey and its child up in the next city where they will go. And he rides into town down the Mount of Olives on that very donkey. Now we know that if he was going to stride into town valiantly and ready to take over Jerusalem from Roman rule, that he would do so armed on a war horse. We can picture those large military caravans led by the chief. This, however, was not one of those caravans. Solomon rode into town on a donkey for his coronation day. He was the son of David, literally. And now Jesus is being hailed as the son of David. He is literally riding into David's city. And for the first time in the Gospel of Matthew, he's going there and is riding in as Israel's king. Do the people all get it? Do they understand that that is what's happening? Not really. When asked, who is this? The crowd responds, the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. So they don't fully understand then that this is the king coming in to take his place on the throne. Matthew quotes Zechariah 9.9 in this story, and for obvious reasons. Hear the words of Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Sing aloud, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king will come to you. He is righteous and victorious. He is humble and riding on an ass, on a colt, the offspring of a donkey. So we understand that this is where the donkey part of things was prophesied. Thus Matthew would use it. But what is interesting is the following verse In Zechariah, verse 10, he will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. The bow used in battle will be cut off. He will speak peace to the nations. His rule will stretch from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. You see, Zechariah is telling us about the rule of this king, for his reign will be impressive. It will extend to the ends of the earth, and he will take away all of the tools of war from the nations and speak peace to those nations. This is the revolution that Jesus is bringing into town It is a revolution of peace and of a total reign. To work against this reign like the religious establishment did is to push against the hope of peace. Why would anyone ever want to work against this reign? 
because it's hard to live in. If any of you have made a snide remark in the past three weeks to the person you love, who is in constant proximity to you, then you know how hard this reign of peace is to live in. If you have thought hateful thoughts about people who don't think like you, then you know how hard it is to live in this reign of peace. Friends, the reign that Jesus began establishing as he rode into town is a reign that will one day be the way things are. This is the kingdom of God. It is a reign of hope and peace and joy and love. It takes down all of the regimes of despair and violence and hopelessness and hate. That is the symbolism of Jesus riding into town on this donkey. We are followers of this king, and we pray that his kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven every single time that we gather. This is faith. For the world does not look like the reign of peace that King Jesus is riding into town on a donkey for. Faith in Jesus is not biding our time on this earth so that we can fly up to heaven and put our feet up forever. Faith in Jesus is working for God's kingdom that is really hard to see during some days and sometimes with the hope that one day this reign will be constant and will be wholly fulfilled. Faith in Jesus is not world avoidance. If it were, we would be gathered physically today in worship and just saying that Jesus will protect us from this virus and throw caution to the wind. Faith in Jesus is a love and hope for the world that is greater than any individual or party or movement can offer It means that we are part of a movement that follows a crucified but risen king. After all, our symbols are lambs and crosses, not exactly the tools of war. As the people cheered Jesus on, we know the word that they proclaimed, Hosanna. The literal translation of this word is save We pray thee. By the time of Jesus, the marchers in the holy city may have used Hosanna like a term hurrah, but at its root, it is a prayer of desperation. It is the prayer that we need today. Save, we pray thee. We don't know what's happening. The news is more dire by the day. This is getting hard. Save, we pray thee. Hosanna. The eyes of all wait upon thee, who givest their food in due season, are the words of Psalm 145, 15. We would sing these words every Lent in the Vespers Choir I sang in for four years at Duke Chapel. They were the first words that would ring out in our service weekly to this very Lenty tune. The eyes of all wait upon thee who givest their food in due season. The 
eyes of all wait upon thee. Save, we pray thee. These are words of beggars. Friends, we don't know how to live in this pandemic time because we are not dependent upon God like the psalmist or like the word Hosanna implies. We are not typically begging God to save us or saying that all of our eyes are looking to God because our eyes are usually looking elsewhere. And when eyes look elsewhere, that is idolatry. Friends, we sometimes feel like we are play-acting on Palm Sunday, bringing our branches in, waving them, calling out Hosanna, because we are play-acting. We are not desperate for King Jesus to come. We don't always really want him to. In that way, we are not any different than the Pharisees. Our hosannas are not deeply dependent upon God. It is true that in the midst of death, there is life. But the flip side is also true. And it resonates now. In the midst of life, there is death. Jesus is literally leading his own funeral procession. The city is stirred up and he is going to march right into the temple and cleanse it. The parade will quickly lead into an arrest and trial and beating and crucifixion. Palm Sunday is still Lent. In the midst of life, there is death. It is a sobering reminder that we don't really want. But we began this journey six weeks ago with the reminder that we are dust, and to dust we return. My prayer this Palm Sunday is that we will really mean Hosanna when we say it. Save, we pray thee. We need you, O God. We need a word of hope and promise this day. We need life and salvation. For our eyes look to you who givest our food in due season. May we become people who are not dependent upon ourselves, but are dependent wholly upon God. We need this holy week, for it will remind us of the love that God has for us and for the life that God gives to us. And in the midst of all of this death and darkness, we know that life and light are on the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.